again, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast, where we are featuring August 28th, 1981 from the Long Beach Arena, Long Beach, California. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-host, Nobbin Fig. I'm not sure why I'm talking in this California accent all of a sudden, but let's go ahead and give them a big old hello. <laughs> big old hello. hello. <laughs> Thought you were just being sarcastic, but you didn't actually want to be here. <laughs> no, no, that just it just kept coming out. I could I couldn't stop. So um all right. <laughs> it feels like it's been a while since the three of us have recorded and plus little peek behind the curtain. It is in the middle of the afternoon. So I feel like all three of us are a little bit slappy right now. Um but let's go ahead and of course dive into our channel six news segment. And our number one headline bulletin of the week is that Nob got the Wook flu at the Wolf Brothers. <laughs> uh, Nob, <laughs> go ahead. I think we all remember where we were when we first heard that Nob got the Wook flu at the Wolf Brothers. <laughs> um, go ahead. Um, minus your thoughts about the Wook flu. Uh, go yeah. ahead and give us your thoughts of your uh, Wolf Brothers show. Sure. I saw the Wolf brothers capital this this past week the the second and they were doing a, a fortnight run there uh it was my first time at the capital and honestly my first time seeing the wolf brothers i'd watch them do their live streams of course but i'd never seen them in person and i i just have to say they're a thousand times better in person than they are on the streams i've i've listened to wolf brothers stream since the beginning when it was just the trio and they weren't good mm-hmm. but they're they're good now <laughs> But they're great in person. Just seeing them once, I, I just, I got it in a way that I never quite had when listening at home. Uh, it was a really cool time. It was a really fun set list. Uh, 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 they, they closed set one with Come Together by the Beatles into a full weather oh, wow. report suite. And at that Ooh. point, I didn't need anything else. All of set two was simply superfluous. And it was awesome. Uh, uh, a truckin' that was really fun, slow in that Wolf Brothers way, but still really fun. And set two ended with um, playing Uncle John's supplication, Uncle John's playing Morning Dew. So cool, so it. much fun. Had an absolute blast. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I like the Wolf Brothers, but I like them way more now. And can't wait to see them next time they're in town. And you do some of the some of the threat uh, set list threads on the Wolf Brothers uh, subreddit, right? Yeah, don't don't tell them because I said that thing before about the Wolf Brothers having been bad at one point. But I do I moderate that subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> Are they, uh, um, I don't think that that is a controversial take. No, no. Um, and they got better. As yes, so much much better. In awesome, other Grateful Dead news, um, this is actually um, a pretty big week for the Grateful Dead, as they have won their first ever competitive Grammy. Um, kind of wild that uh, in all the years of the Grateful Dead that they've only won their first Grammy in 2023. Uh, I Well, competitive Grammy, I should say, um, in 2023. And they got a, a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2007. Yeah. So that, their second Grammy. 
This is I'm gonna say this is cooler than a lifetime achievement, my own personal. I would opinion. agree. I would agree. Um they won the Grammy for the best box and or special limited edition package. Uh and this was for the Madison Square Garden set. Am I correct on that? Yes, the the in and out of the garden Madison Square Garden box. Um, do you happen to remember some of their competition in that category? Yes, uh, the big one I remember off the top of my head is Book by They Might Be Giants, which is an album that comes with, as you could imagine, a book, uh, which is a cool <laughs> bit of packaging. Um, I think there's a, a Black Pumas record as well. Uh, I don't remember the others, but I, I, I know They Might Be Giants, because I've been on a big They Might Be Giants kick lately, and it, uh, it felt weird to, to root for one against the other in this very competitive Grammy Award for Best boxed or special limited edition package um now this this actually ties in with one of our previous conversations about how important packaging is for um grateful dead uh you know box sets and and you know everything that they do um my take is like it, it would have been nice if their first competitive grammy was for you know the music rather than just yeah. uh some art artwork that they had commissioned and and did and I mean, I know that I know the the box set. It actually does look really cool, and it's really hip and really fresh and new. So, congrats to to the dead. It's just uh, maybe maybe they uh, maybe they have a musical award coming in the future as well. But pretty good for awesome. a band that broke up in '95. So, yeah, I'm also a little surprised because <laughs> they were nominated two years back for this same award, but for the Giant Stadium box set. And truth be told. I think the packaging on the giant stadium box set is a lot nicer than the packaging on this Madison Square Garden box set, but it's different years, and, and you never know with the Grammys. And it's just a Grammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, <laughs> I, I watched them, and every minute I was watching them, I thought, why am I watching this? I hate the Grammys, <laughs> and yet I wouldn't stop watching the Grammys. I think it's just like a running joke on The Simpsons or something that the Grammy is worth like nothing. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like like Homer has a Grammy. And then in our final little bit of uh, news for this week, uh, thehardtimes.net um, had a meme that at least swept the jam band social media world. A knob. Do you want to report on that? Sure. Uh, Thehardtimes.net, which is, it's like The Onion, but specifically music-based, uh, which is a lot of fun as a concept, uh, put out this incredible article, Deadhead Perverse Version of Happy Birthday, sung to him by family on 102892, <laughs> which is so, so targeted and so real. It, it's clear, it's targeted you know, to this podcast when you think about it. It's, it's very... You know, it's, it's I, I don't know, slightly mean-spirited, but at the same time, it very clearly comes from a place of understanding deadheads and what makes them click. Yeah, that was, um, I laughed pretty hard when I saw that for the very first time, and it was pretty cool to see it upvoted and shared <laughs> by, um, by so many folks in the uh, Grateful Dead and Jam Band social media scene. Yeah, and it's just so, you know, it's so true to the scene where you have one person's recollection, who I guess is the birthday boy, and he has his favorite shows, um, and then you have, you know, a cousin's recollection, which is totally different, uh, and then they, they have John Mayer, who tries to put everything together and give both sides of the coin and reconcile fans' divergent views of what they say 
Uh, he offered several hundred thoughts in an attempt to reconcile fans' divergent views, which is, again, so, uh, so good. Yeah, my <laughs> so favorite bit from the end of that, they do, uh, in the, the John Mayer quote, they were like, put simply, one is a scorcher, you kind of ride like a dragon, and the other is the cool vapor <laughs> from the rain after the dragon burns down the village. I mean, I'm the village and the dragon, in a sense. Are we still recording? And that, <laughs> that broke me. That was so good. It's so good. Uh, and and it's kind the, of uh, what we do here on this podcast, where we all have takes. Sometimes those takes are divergent, but we all get along. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our main event for this week, which is once again August 28th, 1981, a Long Beach Arena from Long Beach, California. I'm really trying not to jump right back into that same California accent. Uh, this show happened on a Friday night, uh, so I would say a hot Friday in California. Uh, set one, uh, the show opened up with Jack Straw. Then we get a They Love Each Other, followed by a Me and My Uncle into Big River. Then we got Althea into Little Red Rooster. Then we got Brown Eyed Women, Let It Grow. And then set one ended with China Cat Sunflower into I Know You Rider. Uh, Fig, what were your thoughts on set number one? Because there's a screaming baby behind me. All right, case, I'll go. Is that case? How about you, Nob? <laughs> I was just thinking I haven't heard me talk enough. Um, it's it's a fun it's a fun first set. Uh, I like set two more, and I'll, I'll spoil that now. Uh, and I do have a feeling that I'm not as in love with this show as you guys, but I do really like this. Um, it's a fun Jack Straw to start. The energy is good despite some flubs, which is going to be the case all night. Pretty much every song has a couple of weird flubs, and they make up for it by being really high energy, especially in the jams. Um, the slow They Love Each Other was working for me. Uh, neither Brent nor Jerry's solo is particularly flashy, but I think they both get some really good emotions in there. Honestly, it felt a little short to me. When it ended, I looked at the timestamp thinking it was maybe four or five minutes. Did not expect short. to see the number seven. Yeah, it was a short um, one. Yeah. Uh, there's a good tempo to me and my uncle. Uh, a little more showing off from Jerry than you got in the first couple of songs. Uh, it's got that, that nice piss and vinegar bite that you want from me and my uncle sometimes. Uh, nice transition into Big River. It's always a, a big shredder fest, and, and this one's no exception. Uh, the set really starts cooking for me with this Althea. It's a slow Althea, but they're getting into it. Some nice vocals from Jerry. And, and these solos get better and better as the song progresses. And by the end, I was super on board with this one. Fun transition into Rooster. Uh, it's a fun rooster, a little laid back, but nevertheless driving. Uh, a nice Jerry Slide solo. A pretty good Bobby solo until the usual above the fretboard shit. Uh, the second Jerry solo with the triplets hit especially nice. It's a real, like, head bob in your car kind of little red rooster. It's not the most high energy, but it's a good you and your pals all head bobbing together to this song. Uh, it takes us to a lively, zippy, brown-eyed women, a, a really nice display from the drummers, especially here. 
the tape ju- at least I was listening to the Charlie Miller mix and the the tape jumps between soundboard and the odd a little bit and in this song especially it gets a bit distracting but it, it's not too bad uh let it grow is fun it's fun uh the drummers are on fire for me it gets kicking during the jam like it it mm-hmm. the sung parts are fun it's fine i like let it grow a lot but uh, when the jam starts jerry is giving it his all and it makes the whole band fire on all cylinders which takes us into a china cat i don't really have a lot to say about the china cat it's fast and well played it's probably a better dance than it is an active listen but i had fun dancing along to it the transition into Ryder's tight, uh, fun Jerry solo in Ryder. Bobby gives it his all during the verse. I, the set just has some weird flubs to it, and I can't quite tell what's going on, if it's a, a monitor issue or what, but Jerry comes in about a measure too soon on the last I Know You Ryder chorus, and everyone else kind of jumps to all be on the same page. Uh, but... These are small moments in otherwise strong songs, but they're consistent enough that they stand out to me. Um, but overall, I did dig this first set. Uh, what did you think, Fig? Yeah, um, I really liked the first set. Uh, I really liked the show in general. Yeah, it was good sound quality, except where there were a few patches. I, I also uh, looked at the or listened to the um, the Miller mix. Really would have preferred, I think, a Matrix, which is not yet out there. But if anybody listens does matrices this would be an awesome one because there is some really good material for it uh so jack straw uh my initial impression uh changed kind of from my the second listen through uh the first time i i listened to it i thought there was decent energy uh but there was a tape issue jerry uh jerry's solos jerry was inaudible i think throughout his his guitar um and and then the, the next time that i listened to it i realized that uh jack straw was actually just kind of a mess which it, which it often is and um, especially when they when they start off with it, I think that they do that for a reason. I think that uh, I play Jack Straw Jack Straw with like the cover band that I play in, and and it, it kind of you know it it can be it's a good song to start off with because uh, it kind of goes through all those changes and stuff, um, and it's a little yeah. bit forgiving uh, when you do mess up. I didn't realize that even though I do sing back up that um, <laughs> it, this is the first time I realized it was that the the line is you know Jack Straw from Wichita cut his buddy down, dug for him a shallow grave, and laid his body down. This is the first time that I've, I don't know if it just came through, the lyrics came through clear um, in, in this show. Um, but, you know, when I sing it live, I'm like, I think I used to say left for him a shallow grave, but it, it was really clear. Dug for him a shallow grave. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, anyway, uh, They Love Each Other, I really did like. Um, it was a delicate They Love Each Other um, very fun slash funny guitar solo, or sorry, guitar interludes uh, between the stanzas by um, by Jerry and the solo. It was kind of like Cornell, where Jerry was kind of you know just playing fun, funny stuff. Um, and I, I really like the they love each other from um, from this show. Uh, oh, and Bobby had some really tasty harmonics. Um, it was shorter than I expected, so definitely agree with you, Nob. Um, me and my uncle in a big river. Some great uh, playing by Jerry. Uh, Brent had a really good solo in there as well. Uh, Althea sounded really good. Uh, for Althea yeah. lovers, this is a good one just because it sounds, you know, so present in your face. Uh, very well played, good dynamics, some sneaky fill bombs in there too, which I thought was a lot of fun. And then Little Red Roosters, uh, some decent solos. I like Jerry's tone, which was actually a theme of the night. Uh, D- Jerry had, I guess, two guitar solos. The first was a little bit spacey, but the second, 
Oh, oh, this is the tone. The first had the kind of a spacey tone, but the second was overdriven. And he actually used that fuzz uh, in Let It Grow as well, which is the next song. Um, uh, did you guys hear there was a very well-placed woo, uh, like in the first like 30 seconds of the yeah. song? Like, yeah. it, just, it was like very, it was like, I, I forget exactly what it was, but it was like exactly where you needed a woo. You know, the band was silent going into the next verse and, and you, you hear a woo. And if I was, you know, in that audience and I wooed at that point, I'd be very proud of myself because that was, that was really awesome. Um, the, it was a very well played, let it grow, very well sung uh, by Bobby. Uh, the, the portion, I call it the material girl portion because I don't know what else to call it, but the because I am a material girl. I don't know if anybody else thinks that way. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, it I was about um, it before, but that's always what I'm going to think about now. <laughs> uh, welcome to my mind. This is why I need a podcast uh, to air these, these random thoughts that I have. Uh, but that portion was smoking, and I think Nob was getting to that too, um, that whole jam portion. And then Jerry kicks on the fuzz pedal again, and it was really, really good. Um, and kind of just a mind-blowing let it grow, and then they don't let it stop. They jam into uh, China Rider. There's no hesitation, very fast tempo, very dancey. I agree with uh, Nob there. I was uh, at the playground um, <laughs> earlier today listening to China Rider, finding myself dancing just like on the playground. I'm like, yeah, maybe I need to hold it back here. Um, and it, you know, if I were there, what I was thinking of, if I were there, my mind would have been blown by let it grow. And then the kind of, you know, trying to rider just would have been a great ending to the set. Um, you know, because it, it was just fun and dancing and, and, and it was, it was doing it for me. It was really awesome. Uh, and that is my uh, set one, which I actually really did like. So let's kick it over to game. What were your thoughts, man? Um, truthfully, I liked everything in set one. Um, Jack Straw was good. They love each other. It's pretty much always good. Uh, me and my uncle was good. Big River, good. Althea was great. Uh, Little Red Rooster, also good. Uh, Brown Eyed Women was good. Um, my down point would be Let It Grow because I am not the biggest fan of Let It Grow. Um, but then, I, I, let me rephrase that. I feel like I always change my mind on Let It Grow. Some weeks I like it, some weeks I don't like it. This this was one of those weeks where I feel like if you maybe would have put it in a set two, I would have been into it. Um, but it wasn't. It was in set one and meh. Uh, but then set one ended with China Cat and I Know You Rider, and I, they were both great. Um, really good set one minus let it grow. Uh, and that's just my own personal taste on that one. Set two gave us Shakedown Street, um, uh, Lost Sailor into Saint of Circumstance. Then we had The Wheel, um, Let the Good Times Roll, uh, Drums, uh, Spanish Jam, Truckin', Wharf Rat, Sugar Magnolia, and then we had a encore of U.S. Blues. Uh, Fig, what were your thoughts on set two? So before I jump into my thoughts, just a slight editorial correction. Um, you said that they played Let the Good Times Roll. This is actually the first ever Good Times. Oh, yes, yes, but yes. It's, it's okay. It's okay because in my notes I wrote that I wrote down that it was never just a woman. <laughs> so, That's what everyone I calls love- it. Oh wait, is it the same song? 
Yeah, it is. These are the same. Okay. That's because the opening verse is Brent going, you're going to see some good times. Um, and then, and then and the first clip is... Especially once Let the Good Times Roll got introduced, the dead pretty much only called this song Never Trust a Woman. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Well, then, then, then that, that's it. Um, that's it right there. Um, I should, they should have called it um, Never Trust a Woman Who Wears Her Pants Too Tight. Because that's, that's yeah, the lesson. It's a... That's the takeaway. It is, this, and I think that's why they didn't initially call the song "Never Trust a Woman" because when you just hear the title out <laughs> of context, I, I don't want to listen to a song called "Never Trust a Woman." Yeah, that, that would get them canceled. Um, but then you know that kind of plays up against "Man Smart Woman Starter," and so maybe yeah. it averages it out. But um, so my thoughts on set two. Uh, my set, my thoughts on set two is they get shiftless. Okay, so um, it was again, it was well played. Uh, the recordings were pretty good, but the jams start, they start, and then they kind of meander, and then they kind of they're shiftless. They they want to do something else, and, and they do. Um, so it was still a good set. Um, just uh, maybe some focus issues. Uh, shakedown it was pretty standard. Shakedown. Um, it settled into a nice groove, but then again, it got a little shiftless. And I will say that from the comments that I read on um, the archive, people think this is a heady shakedown. And it was, I mean, it was a good um, paradigmatic uh, shakedown. Um, Sailor was well played and sung. Uh, Same circumstance, you get yourself a really nice build. Probably the highlight for me for set two was the wheel. Um, I really like the intro here. It wasn't jammed into, it was actually uh, created, um, you know, from, from whole cloth, essentially. It was very atmospheric. Uh, Jerry had some really interesting guitar uh, tones going on. Um, once they started getting into the song, I really liked Brent's high harmonies with Jerry. It sounded really great. But then again, well, and, and then at, at some point in the song, they got bored with the slow and thoughtful feeling, atmospheric feeling, and and they started changing the rhythm. And it, and it almost ended up into like a big river style kind of shuffle rhythm with a pretty fast tempo, which is strange for a wheel. Um, before they landed on good times or um, never trust a woman. No, that's not never trust a woman. What was the, what was, the, what was the actual title? Good times blues slash. I mean, there are official Grateful Dead releases that call it never trust a woman. I know on Spring '90 <laughs> it's called that. That's what I'm going uh, with. So whatever that's it's what called, I call it. let the good times roll. No, that's different. <laughs> that's yeah. a song from the Cars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's keep going. Uh, so that was decent, well sung by by Brent. Always good to uh, showcase uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, there was kind of a dissonant jam at the end, which actually, which I said that I loved. Uh, drum space Spanish jam was actually meh. I'm gonna go with uh, my friend Games um, parlance there. Thank you. Uh, trucking was cool though because yeah, um, because uh, the whistle brought everybody back down to earth, and um, Brent decides to become a, an organist at a ball game. Uh, we get the very awkward and, and cancel-worthy sex change joke from Bobby, uh, and then Bobby gets what he deserves by uh, fucking up the next verse completely, which is rare for Bobby. Um, this war fret, uh that comes next has a lot of attitude, uh, and it actually was, was a really well-played war fret. And then we have Sugar Mags and U.S. Blues for an encore, and I don't have anything there, so I'm going to kick it over to Nob. Sure. Um... I like this set too. I thought it was fun. Um, at the start of set two on the tape, you can hear a dude in the crowd yell, El Paso! And I want to go back in time and shake his hand. 
Um, I would also be yelling for El Paso as a set two. Did you opener, yell it? Did you yell with one of the most? Uh, I I didn't yell it, but my heart did skip a beat when he first brought out his acoustic guitar, and I thought <laughs> maybe. And then it was Friend of the Devil, which is also f- or no, it was only a river, which is in D major, oh, like funny. El Paso, and that I couldn't help but take personally. Um, <laughs> you have to see him again. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly it. Is is I will keep following Bob until he plays an El Paso in front of me, and I, and probably after that too. But I'll keep going. Um, I I, the, I like the Shakedown. It's not my favorite. I like the Shakedowns from like '83, '84 more than this one. Uh, there's a little more energy there. Uh, I, I would honestly probably agree that it is a little bit heady. It's got a nice long jam, uh, some lively harmonies from Brent and Bobby, a ripping solo from Jerry, but my thing is it doesn't really find an energetic peak. It, it just kind of stays in that slower groove for a while until they finish the song. Uh, kind of like Let It Grow, this one didn't really come alive for me during the jam, but, or until the jam, uh, but I think the gap between the quality of the jam and song is a lot closer here than, say, the Let It Grow. Uh, an active, speedy Lost Sailor. Uh, Bobby's bringing some real nice vocals. The band finds a good, energetic peak. Uh, uh, there's really nothing to complain about for me with this Sailor Saint. It's an excellent display of dynamics, and Bob is, is just, he's on one, and it brings the Sailor Saint from a 10 to an 11. Uh, Pre-drums wheel, which was weird. This whole second set pre-drum set list is just weird to me. It's just weird. Uh, and But it works. Uh, some fun verses, but again, for me, this really pops during the jam. That, that fast jam like you were talking about was probably one of my favorite bits of the show. It was a lot of fun to just pull focus to different members of the band and see how they were contributing to that. Uh, a lively, bluesy groove on Never Trust a Woman. Uh, I thought it was, uh, earlier in the show, I thought it was odd that Brent didn't get an organ solo during Little Red Rooster, so it's nice to see him make up for that here. Uh, there are better versions of this song, because again, this is the debut of it. They will definitely get better as, as they get more comfortable with it, but it's honestly a strong first showing. And then the real highlight of the song, in my opinion, is that weird post-song jam right before the drums. You get some nice yeah. Jerry and Brent interplay with some pounding drums. Uh, I would probably agree that drum space was mad, but it was at least interesting a little. Uh, it mostly stayed in that same 16th note world the whole time, and it felt like they were playing less with rhythm and more with pitch, which is really interesting for drums. Obviously, it was a drum solo. They were playing with rhythm to an extent. But it, it was a lot of the same rhythm, and so a lot of it felt like they were exploring different timbres and pitches of those drums. Uh, some weird sounds in space, some, some slidey stuff from Bobby, some fast... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Help on the Way podcast. <laughs> um, Say some things. <laughs> Uh, the Spanish jam, I honestly liked. It was a nice blending of the different eras of the dead up till now. The drummers were giving a very disco dead performance, whereas Phil and Jerry were leaning into that primal dead sound, whereas Brett and Bobby were doing very, like, 80s dead stuff. Phil especially is having a ball on this one. Uh, 
Um, I always love when they do the 20th Century Fox intro to Truck and the bump, yeah. bump, 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 bump. Always a fun time. Uh, again, another little flub going into those initial lyrics, and I can't quite tell what's going on. Um, yeah, Bobby, I, I can't help but not uh, take it personally when Bobby can't remember a single word to the Warrant verse, which is my favorite verse, but adds words <laughs> to the goddamn sex change verse this time. Nails, nails the tasteless joke. <laughs> not only nails it, adds a whole extra bit in there, a whole other rhyme, and it's so, oh. But anyway, mm. uh, yeah, Bobby was definitely, uh, he, he came back from space, uh, or drums. A little space. On something. <laughs> on something. <laughs> uh, it's got a good groove to it. The jam is nice. I'm always a big sucker for that hit that they get in the middle, and this is a real clean hit. Um... Gorgeous intro to Warfrat. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a Warfrat on the pod, and I was just excited to hear it. Uh, it's it's just gorgeous. I don't really have a lot to say. Jerry sounded great. Brent's organ is a perfect sound for this Warfrat. Uh, this is a letter C, Sugar Magnolia, if I've ever heard one. I think you just I answered really the like... question about Bobby. Yeah, yeah oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, everyone, uh, you know, longtime listeners of the pod will know that I am a big sucker for clean sunshine daydream hits. When you just get the boom, sunshine daydream, boom, when they really nail that, I, I'm always on board. And this is a near perfect example of clean sunshine daydream hits. Nice. After that, Bobby's vocals get a little screechy and it kind of annoys me, but I cannot take away from how good those those 30 or 40 seconds were. Uh, U.S. Blues is is one of my favorite encores out of the dead, and this is a really fun one. Uh, I don't have much else to say. It's U.S. Blues. It sounds like that, uh, and it was a well played, <laughs> fun U.S. Blues. Uh, what do you, you mention that? I'll just oh. jump in for a second. When yeah. I um, when I do the Reddit thread, it's like I want to like showcase some of like the songs. So it's like here's the set opener, and here's the encore, and it's like for for a show like this, it's like Jack Straw. Bet you didn't think they'd open with that one. U.S. Blues, what a strange encore. <laughs> it's just hard to be like, you know, come on inside and listen to the show. It's got some cool stuff going on, but, um, you know, it, it, it's weird to feature some of these songs because they just do them quite a lot. Yeah, it is a Go fairly s- standard 80s dead set list, except for the weirdness of Shakedown, Sailor Saint, Wheel, Good Times. Yeah, drum. yeah they shuffled that it around weird. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was not expecting China Rider after Let It Grow either. No, I also was kind of expecting things to settle down at Let It Grow, and then they would go, all right, everybody, hang loose. We'll be back yeah. in a few minutes. That was good, Bobby. Good, Bobby, Thanks. Thanks. I saw Game. the Wolf Brothers. <laughs> 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 my, Bobby, my Bobby impersonation is, is on point after seeing the Wolf Brothers. I couldn't um, do it before, but I... I... No, go ahead. No, I, oh, I, I no, that was the end of the joke. Work and I didn't, I didn't have an end of the joke. <laughs> we'll just edit that up in post. Oh. Um, so I thought set two um, was just as good as set one, uh, and this was a great show overall. Um, Shakedown Street was good. Uh, Lost Sailor Saint was good. Uh, Wheel was good. Uh, I never trust a woman. Was great. <laughs> Always great when King Brent gets to uh, showcase his vocal stylings. Um, King Brent. 
Oh yes, because he's king. Of <laughs> um, awesome. Like any self-respecting human, I did skip drums. Um, Spanish, <laughs> Spanish jam was good. Um, in fact, I and let me say, um, I think on my recording, I'm not sure if this was labeled on your recording. I think the pre-drums ba- uh, jam was listed as like Mickey Brent and Jerry Jam, uh, and that sure. was that was really good. Uh, but as soon as it switched over to drums, that uh, track was skipped. Uh, Spanish Jam, though, was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, Truckin' was okay. Uh, Warfret was good. Sugar Mags was good. And U.S. Blues was good. Um, this was a good, great, even, 1981 show. Um, yeah, it was kind of nice to go back to uh, the 80s after some uh, after a couple weeks here in the 90s. Uh, I liked it. Overall, good show. Yeah. Um, Book of the Dead. Uh, Knob, would this make your Book of the Dead? No, it wouldn't. Um, there are some good songs in here, but there's nothing in here that really... Uh, there's no song in here that would make an individual Book of the Dead. And while the energy is fun, there's just a few too many flubs for this to be uh, a Seer of the Dead contender for me. Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to agree with that. And I know I just opined about how good this show is. Um, but I know there's better 1981 shows out there. So yeah. while this is good, I do have a feeling like we'll probably stumble across a better 1981 show. So this is a no for me. Uh, Fig, how about you? So I did, was not able to give the show the let's say shrift that uh, I usually give uh, other shows as I'm you know away and I'm not, you know doing so much work this this week so uh, I wasn't able to listen too intently but I'm gonna go with yes I, I, from what I heard it was it was great audio um, I really enjoyed um, a lot of the renditions um, of these songs um, got the first good times which is pretty cool so I'm gonna give a yes to this one. All right, and then which set should we feature? Um, Fig, I know we just had you for Book of the Dead, but let's start with you for set. Set yeah. one yeah. or set two? Okay, uh, I would like to go with set one. Ooh. Um, Nob, set one or set two? Yeah, let's keep this narratively interesting. I would like to go with set two. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Um, no, no. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Nob has studied the fine arts, and so he's bringing in some some things he knows from yeah. Greek tragedy. This is how you build tension. This is, I got to do something with my BFA in playwriting. <laughs> um, I, the reason I stopped was I didn't want to like uh, dox you at all. But anyway, go ahead. Hmm. How many people actually go through with a BFA in fine arts? But God. I'm going to go set two. Um, the Whoa. um, it's it the the layout of set two is interesting with the shakedown, lost sailor saint, etc. And of course, you get King Brent singing. Um, while you do mm-hmm. have to, I do have to sadly include drums. Um, on this, um, <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to. There are drum lovers out there, and I do love those people. <laughs> I'm just not one of them. Um, I, I just think um, this is a, a great show overall. But 
Uh, my humble opinion is set too, and that's really just because of Never Trust a Woman. Um, yeah, so in that case, uh, set two wins, set two to one. So after this show, please stick around for set two of August 28th, 1981, uh, Long Beach Arena. Um, show MVP. Um, I'm going to go with Bobby. Um, he was on all of the cocaine and I liked it. So, uh, Bobby wins my MVP. Uh, Nob, how about you? I I was, the whole time that I was listening to this, I was like, who would I call my MVP? I, because Jerry had a lot of great moments, but he also had a few not so great moments. And I don't know if I would call him the MVP here. I think for consistent strength, it's got to be Brent for me tonight. And I, I know I'm not going to get a lot of pushback in this group for saying that I like Brent. But uh, yeah, I would give Brent my, my MVP of the, the evening. I, I just didn't want to give it to Brent because I didn't want to feel like, like you know, a homer. So, <laughs> so yeah, great. Um, have, Fig, who was your show MVP? I have no problem doing the homer move and giving it to Jerry. I love this playing throughout uh, on on They Love Each Other, which the audience will not be listening to right after this podcast uh, because it's in set one. Um, it was that it was those shades of uh, of Cornell, just just very uh, inspired, almost just humorous playing that that I really love from Jerry when he can really just you know give you a piece of his personality uh, through his guitar. Um, and, and it was like that throughout. I mean, Let It Grow, it was just Jerry ripping throughout. I mean, it's really just a solo for Jerry throughout that whole song. Um, yeah. and, and he sounded great, too. So, um, yeah, I will be the homer. I will give it to uh, the big guy. Um, and I can't give it to Bobby because uh, of the sex change joke. And then he flubbed the lyrics. And Phil was not very present, I don't think. I mean, he, he played well, but I think the mix was a little bit low for him on this recording. It was... And then, it was very hard to hear Phil outside of a handful of moments like Spanish Jam. Yeah, uh, and then um, and then Brent uh, was not a huge fan of his tone. I wish we'd have a Matrix. I probably, if I had more time, I probably would have scoped out an audience uh, recording just to see how the audience um, heard uh, Brent. Uh, because on the Matrix, it just doesn't sound great. But as as I've learned, sometimes it actually sounds better, um, you know, to audiences' ears, which makes sense because they were playing to an audience. That's all oh. I got. All right. <laughs> uh, we did not have any Reddit comments this week. I was going to say I thought we did, but our Reddit comments that I read were for our upcoming show. Uh, so we had no Reddit comments this week. Uh, next week we are fast forwarding three years to 1984, June 1984 to be exact, um, from uh, Saratoga Springs, um, Spock. Um, yeah, it looks like a pretty great set list, too. Uh, Dancing in the Street, um, New Minglewood, a Candyman, um, a Deal, I like that. Bucket Deal. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, let's see. Yeah, I like this one. Got a Bertha playing in the band, China Doll. Anything we're rating next week other than our normal? No, there's no Scarlet Fire here. Uh, ooh, and it's all over now, Baby Blue um, Encore. Yeah. That is going to be fantastic. I'm a sucker for that one. Yeah, I love that. And I th- they only do that in like the mid '80s, right? Is it only '84? That doesn't ring true to me, but I'll defer to Nob. 
I'm looking it up just to make sure. I'm usually smarter, but I've got the Wook flu. Um, it saps it out. Yeah, it definitely gets bigger in the 80s. It it stays pretty consistent throughout the 80s, but uh, that's pretty much starting in 81 is about oh. when you start seeing it more than once or twice a year. I gotcha. All it's right. a lovely way to end the show. Yes. And we get, we get a Stones song before that, so they go Stones Dylan, which is pretty cool. Yes. Very interesting. Satisfaction. Um, let's go ahead and do our bookkeeping here and wrap on up for this week. As always, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share this podcast with any and all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family. Uh, what's fun is we now have um, over 50 episodes in the tank. Uh, so if you're just discovering us, you can absolutely go back in the archives and listen as well. So please um, share with your friends and family. Uh, you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. Uh, however, not runs that lice, that loosely rhyme with bloggle bloggle. Vi. Uh, you may find us directly. Today, that whatever I type, you have to say. Yeah, it's, it's awful. So it's going to get increasingly <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, you may find us directly on the web at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You may find us on reddit at reddit.com slash r slash grateful dead. And uh, hug for my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the GD channel. Um, any final comments from Knob or Fig? Long live King um. Grant. Hail to the king, baby. Long live the king. And thank you once again for listening to <laughs> the Help on the Way podcast.
girl's gotta poke around
upon the town.
No, no. 
sure that I could dance Just to say the circumstance Just a tiger in a chance Go for it. 
forget to ring that bell Gonna see some good times Sometimes to make up for when I'm not feeling well
See, most of the cats you meet on the street think of true love. Most of the time they're sitting and crying at home. One of these days, then and that better be going. Out of the door and down the street alone. Chucky, like a dude I'm mad.
More than my wife 
Yeah.